Hey everybody, welcome to the KF Podcast Wrestling Week in Review for today, July 24th. Uh, we were out last week, uh, took some time off, but today we are back uh, with lots to cover. Um, I'm here alone in my house. Justin just left, but we do have, in via audio, we have Brock. Hey. And we have Ken in his car on the way home from work. Woo! So we are going to bring you the latest in wrestling. Um, I have watched everything. These two have watched some stuff. So we have a combination going. Um, right off the bat, Ken, did you want to talk about some of the um, some of the news last week uh, that we saw? We saw the Gallows and Anderson have joined Impact. Yeah, so it looks like right now, officially, of the of the the, uh, the free agent signings for WWE, it looks like the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, are on Impact. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of talk that they're also their their deal on their uh, countdown to fuck down, which I thought was a hilarious name for their part. <laughs> they're coming out podcast. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they basically said that they signed it a two year contract with Impact, and in that in that Impact contract. It also is going to let them do New Japan once that contract signed. Yeah. But I think they're waiting until... Uh, sorry, it's running really bad, so I'm trying to concentrate. That's okay. On the road. Um, so they are going to sign a deal with New Japan once international travel opens yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, so I listened to the countdown, the fuck down or whatever, <laughs> and um, it was pretty interesting. Brock, did you listen to that podcast? No, no. They I had to find it. They basically talked about that... Um, they had a huge deal with AEW. They were originally, I think, supposed to be Santana Ortiz, part of the inner circles, from what I took about it. Did you agree with that, Ken? Yeah, from a Jericho, uh, from a Jericho interview that happened, I guess, a couple weeks ago, uh, it was supposed to be them, and the whole point was it was going to be Kenny and the Bucks in the ring, and then their music was going to hit, they were going to come down and celebrate, but then they were just going to lay them all out and then join the inner circle yeah. with uh, and uh, they, they had it all planned out, and then Triple H did that show in Japan with them and uh, basically offered them a ton of money. Um, they took it and then had to explain to their friends that they took it. Um, I think the Bucks were mad at them. I think Kenny's mad at them. I think Jericho's really mad at them. And uh, they kind of burned a bridge in AEW. Yeah, I think I think him and the Bucks are good. Him and the Bucks are good, but it sounds like that really no one else is. Yeah, like it sounds like you know Jericho. I think doesn't want to have anything to really do with them. Yeah, they really because they were they were writing a lot of television for them, and that's yeah. why I think sometimes like I think there's a lot of things that were happening. Like I think you also kind of find out in that that podcast they kind of make it slip that I don't know if it was that one or another one I was listening to this past week that you know it was pretty much written and said that it was going to be Marty that was going to be the leader of the. There's a lot of like, I don't think there's anything like, you know, ill will with that, but yeah. I feel like they, they start, there's a lot of people that they had planned that kind of didn't come in, which screwed them up once they stopped. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think that money talks more than friendship in the wrestling business. Yeah, well, I, I don't blame yeah. them. I mean, the deal that they got, the AEW deal was two years, the WWE deal was five years, and, yeah. and it was way more money. Um, they had no idea that there was going to be a global pandemic at the time, like they said, that started all this. Mm -hmm. And then they really got screwed over by Paul Heyman because it seems yeah. it seems like, you know, Triple H made them a promise and said, you know, we want to use you. And, and like the way 
Anderson said, like, we just want to be a part of it. We want to be on TV every week. And then they were, like, given the tag team championships, and they said, like, we're going to give you these. And they were like, we really don't want these. Like, we just want to be relevant. We don't need the belts as, like, a consolation prize. Um, and then when they were let go, you know, AJ approached, from in the interview, Brock, AJ approached Heyman and said, hey, did you have anything to do with this? And he said no. And then AJ went to Vince McMahon and said, who made this call? And McMahon said, Heyman did. So then he went up to Heyman and was like, you're a fucking liar and you're a piece of shit. And like Heyman like, and him, that's why AJ moved to SmackDown at the time because Heyman was still on Raw. He doesn't want to have anything to do with Heyman. Wow. So I also found it funny that they're like, I don't know if you watched Being the Elite this week, but you know, Gallows and Anderson were on it. They're supposed to be half. They're supposed to be done like five years ago before they all signed with where they signed with, and it was like, and they're making jokes of it. And then like, uh, I think it was Gallows that said, "There's two Pauls I want to work with this in this in this industry. It's Paul Heyman and Paul Levesque." And then that's like supposed to be a joke that yeah, you know, they got screwed over by both of them. But yeah, because uh, apparently Triple H never called them again or returned any of their texts. So. You know, they really got screwed. They really, really yeah. got in a bad position and got screwed. And if you think about it from a business standpoint, with all the cuts they were making, you had these two guys that Heyman was like, I'm not really using them, and they make a lot of money. They're in the millions. Yeah. So there's your money right there, and they cut them. And then also, so like, it seems like Impact has signed Eric Young. Yeah. He's in a program that we, he set up on Slammiversary's main event. Yeah. He was also on this week, Tuesday's... Uh, feuding with the champion Eddie Edwards, so yeah. they're you know they're going to do something with him. Uh, they've also I don't know if they've officially signed Heath Slater. Um, they kind of in the storyline have been saying he's a free agent and he's hanging out with Rhino. Can he's, he's Heath Miller now? Back. Yeah, Heath Miller. Heath so. Miller, the tight end, the tight end for the Steelers, is now on, <laughs> on, on Impact. Yeah, they signed him and EC 3s back. Um, they uh, they cut a uh, Brian Myers vignette. And uh, so he's signed with Impact. Who's and Brian then, Myers? Uh, that's uh, uh, Oh, okay. So he he kind of did a vignette for him on Tuesday uh, this week, and then also at the end of the show, uh, EC3 has showed up, and he's going after Moose's TNA Championship. And the storyline he kind of well since uh, what's her face is the, 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 was the Impact Champion. Uh, wasn't showing up. They kind of wrote a storyline where Moose showed up with the old TNA belt that we think is probably the best belt that they've looking belt that they've had in a while. Yeah. Uh, he shows up and he's defending that as a champion. And yeah, he has like his own belt. It's like unofficial. Yeah. Yeah, and so EC3 showed up and attacked him. And I don't know if anyone's followed EC3 online, but his vignettes um, has been great. Uh, so I I'm excited. They really, I think out of all this, like, I really feel like if Impact keeps up with what they're doing, they're better, they're in a better position than, like, ROH. They're solid three yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the wrestling company. Well, I mean, they have uh, a lot more talent than, who the hell does ROH have? Marty. Honestly, like, and, and really, like, if recently since this, you know, the big, uh, you know, all the wrestling accusations came out, uh, and Marty was accused of his like with uh, uh, harassment and whatever he was uh, accused of. Yeah. He hasn't been anywhere seen like on any kind of ROH. Yeah. Um, he's clearly still working there, but now they're starting to do Brody King vignettes without Villain, Incor- Villain Incorporated. Yeah. So I feel like that's done. I think they're going to kind of use this to 
kind of maybe move Marty off television for a while and then just... And ROH hasn't done any empty arena wrestling at all. No, they can't... They don't have a place to do it. Like, yeah, they don't have a place to do it. Like, luckily, I feel like Impact is, is able to... Because they're owned by Access or Access... And they have the Impact better. Zone, yeah. Yeah, so they're going to do something. I think their last tapings were all... Enough, they used to all be in Canada, but now they're doing everything out of the States. Yeah. Uh, they did all their tapings recently in Tennessee. So... Canada has not let people do that stuff yet. Yeah. Yeah, Canada's no joke. I mean... Yeah, so it's good for it's good for impact. I mean, it's a good. I don't have access TV though. I don't either. I have to follow it all online and like read detailed reports on like dirt sheets about yeah. what's happening. You can watch and YouTube was, videos here and they, there. I think they have a Twitch stream, but I don't think it's current. Yeah, I think you can watch like two weeks ago. It's like, not. It's old. Days. I looked at it. It's old. I looked into it. Okay. I, I think you can buy like an Impact online subscription. I'm not there for Impact yet. Yeah, I have like a WWE Network type subscription where they have all the old stuff on there too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not there yet. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not ready to buy like unless it comes with the pay per views. Yeah. Maybe I don't know, but yeah. So I don't I know. Actually, it's good. It's good I, for those guys stuff, that they all got jobs. They all landed somewhere, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Slammiversary I heard was pretty good. I read up on it. I just I'm not big on that on their champion, that guy, former from the American Wolves, that dude. And now he's Eddie Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> I think he stinks, but you know, I don't know. I hope he Slater does really well there. I uh Eddie Edwards has really changed since we watched him black. Um, he's now more of a well he's I think Ever since he got hit in that head with the baseball bat from uh, what's his name, uh, Sammy Callahan, yeah, it kind of he used that to kind of change his style a lot. Yeah, so um, it's it's not horrible. I don't know. Like the thing is, I only watch what I can get for free. I'm not going to pay for it. Yeah, so, um, but it's it's interesting, and I think that this is, I think getting Gallows and Anderson and them saying that they're going to be tied into. New Japan makes them kind of bigger. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's a big talent to score. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Um, they only signed there for two years. I wouldn't be surprised after the two years that maybe there's another talk with AEW. You, you went, I'm sorry, you broke up to AEW? I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. They signed a two-year deal with Impact. We'll see how it goes with Impact. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks kind of maybe massage that back in and maybe there's something down the road with them. I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah. If you think about it, like, we don't know what um, FTR, the Revival's kind of contract is. I think from what I hear rumors on the internet, it's a just a handshake deal for right now until they can start getting more, until they get, like, crowds back. Yeah. So, I mean, that could be a time where they're leaving, you know, a good flip-flop of uh, talent, you know, they can go somewhere else and bring in new people. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, but good for them. I'm glad they ended up somewhere. Um, so, I don't think there's any other free agent stuff just yet. Um, no, no way. Uh, I'm assuming Matt Cardona is going to sign somewhere, probably AEW at some point in time. I'm surprised him uh, and Hawkins didn't go together. They kind of made a, a point, like, on their on their wrestling podcast I listened to about action players, that they were done being a tag team. 
Okay. Like, unless someone books them for something like, you know, like they kind of talked about maybe doing like a New Japan tour, they're like tag cup, but they're not, they wanted to be, like, they were always wanted to be singles wrestlers. Yeah. So, um, and I think that they're just friends, you know. I think it's going to be kind of a deal you're going to go to an indie show, you can book them both, and they'll maybe do a live show in that town. Yeah. Whenever crowds come back. So, I, I don't think you're going to see them on the same, uh, same company yeah well it's good all right so let's uh move on um and talk about the horror show <laughs> at extreme rules what happened which happened on sunday um i can't th- get to watch this but brock you watched this right i did watch it um the first surprise for me on this that i was actually shocked about is that uh, not only did Cesaro win a match on Friday Night SmackDown before, but then he won the Tag Team Championships with Nakamura. Yeah. So, and they won pretty much clean, too, which I was surprised at. Mm-hmm. I was happy for them. Yeah, I was happy for him. I mean, I thought it was good. I liked when they took the titles and laid them on in front of Michael Cole and went, see, we, we can win. And, like, uh, I, I like it. I like that pairing together. That was a really good match. The tables match was pretty good. Um, but it was a good start to the show. Good for Cesaro. I, I mean, if you can't figure out that Cesaro is a big fucking deal and should be a main eventer, I don't know what's wrong with you. I mean, the guy is just pure talent and can wrestle a paper bag and make it look good, and you still have a hard time booking this guy. Like, it's just amazing to me. He has a little bit of an accent, though, don't you understand? Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's it. Crazy. That stupid accent. Um, very, very minimal one, too. Yeah. Then Bailey retained against Nikki Cross. Nothing too exciting there. Just more of Bailey cheating. I knew Nikki Cross was never going to beat her. That was a no-brainer. Um, what do you think's wrong with Apollo Cruz? Why he still isn't around? You think he might be? You think he's a COVID person? Oh yeah, he's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. So they didn't really know what to do there. Because um, if he was injured, he would at least appear on TV. Yeah, he would at least appear. Yeah. And his name wasn't any of the sexual harassment stuff. So no. That's where I think Austin Theory is, is the sexual harassment stuff. I don't mm-hmm. think he's a COVID. I think he's the sexual harassment. Because Dis- some yeah. people disappeared because of that. I think Cruz is the COVID. <laughs> um, then, Ken, we had the eye for an eye match. <laughs> uh, now, can I say something real quick? Yeah. I was actually contemplating getting buying the network to watch this pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, I was sitting at home Sunday night, and I'm like, Mindy was doing something, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Like, I can actually watch the pay-per-view. And then, like, I got distracted doing something, and I turned around, I'm like, and then you started, I started looking and seeing what happened. I'm like, oh, God, I'm so glad I didn't get the thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was some good on it, because it was, like, good in the beginning, good in the end, some weird. Now, as far as a match goes, this was a, Mysterio and Rollins put on a good show, match-wise. Would you agree with me on that one, Brock? Yeah, they were good. I mean, they the way they kept different things, they kept doing to try and get the eye and stuff. Was yeah, gross. doing that, yeah. and then like the flips Mysterio right. was doing outside, and like some things he was doing offensively different. It was good, but then when they got down to the end, you kept thinking like, "How's this gonna end?" You know, like, "What are you really going to do?" And then they do this terrible fake eyeball that Mysterio. I mean, he pushed his eye in with it with the end of a step. How would that pop your eye out? Like. And then some, I, I love how the referee just like, oh, it's out. 
Samoa Joe had to say, it's out. He, he was the one who said, it's out. I can see it. And you see this terrible fake eyeball floating there. And then Seth Rollins has to fake throw up. It was such. It was so bad. It, and it's so I bad. I guess Kyle was telling me that they did this whole CGI sequence where Seth actually like rips it out with those pliers he brought to the ring. Yeah. But Vince said it was too gruesome and would scare kids. Yeah, why are you even having the match? I mean, what's what's the point of it? I mean, I know like Moxley and Santana had an eye for eye match, but the goal of the match wasn't like you had to rip yeah. the eye out to win. You know, it was just like a, it was just eye for an eye. It was like the title of the match. You know, because mm-hmm, they both tried to poke each other's eyes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Some of the things they were doing were freaking me out. Like, when Rollins had the kendo stick stuck in the ropes and he was going to throw Ray into it, like, it, it definitely <laughs> had me where I was like, oh, don't do that. Then I was like, oh, thank God they didn't do that. You know, uh-huh. it just, it just, uh, it was weird. It was definitely weird. The ending was weird. Speaking <laughs> of weird endings, then, then you had that debacle with the Raw Women's Championship. I don't that know. so stupid. I mean, that was just ridiculous. That was a pay-per-view match for a championship. And, like, there's just no rules. Like, Bailey stealing a shirt and then making Sasha win. It was just, they didn't know what they were doing with that match. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard that WWE is saying that Oscar's the champion, I guess. I don't know. I didn't watch Raw. So well, we'll get to Raw in a minute. We'll explain that when we get there. We have an update for you there. Um, but that's, okay, that's where it ended there. Um, then you had one of the stupidest title heavyweight matches I've ever seen because... Again, match-wise, McIntyre and Ziggler, they did a great job. It's not like it was a boring match to watch. But if you're Dolph Ziggler, and your stipulation is that you can do whatever the fuck you want, uh, even if McIntyre gets counted out or disqualified, he's losing the title, and you still can't beat him, you need to retire. You need to retire from wrestling if you couldn't beat him with all those stipulations. It was so retarded that that was your stipulation. Do you agree with me? It was down. Yeah, I mean, it just made no sense. Like, you're allowed to do whatever you want. Like, why didn't you were beating him outside the ring with like a so bat? You don't have to count it out. Yeah, and you just couldn't get him counted out. Like, it was so stupid. I mean, there's no reason you should ever be allowed to fight for a championship ever again. Yeah, it really made him seem like a complete bum. Yeah, you're a loser. I mean, you had every opportunity to beat this guy, and you couldn't beat him. With that, like, it was just so stupid, that stipulation. Pretty bad. Ken, did we lose you? I think we lost Ken. Uh-oh. Hopefully he's okay. He's driving in a rainstorm. All right, he's calling again. Let's see if we can get him on here. We lost him for a minute. I'm gonna... All right, Ken's back, ladies and gentlemen. We got him back. All right, so now you're just in time, Ken, because the last match of the night was the Wyatt Swamp fight. Before I give my reviews, I want to see what Brock thought about it. I liked it. For one of the like uh, theatrical style matches, I thought it was one of the better ones. Yeah, I actually thought it was it was brilliant by Bray Wyatt. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. he wrote a lot of it, and I thought it was brilliant. I know a lot of people were number one confused that the title wasn't on the line. That's because people don't read and don't pay attention. They never said it was on the line. They never said it was on the line, so people were confused then. And it wasn't going to be the one to beat him for the title. Yeah, and it wasn't wrestling. It wasn't like oh, it's going to be a great wrestling match. It was like watching a movie. And Bray Wyatt is fucking nuts. I mean. 
it was just so eerie and like the things that they were doing I thought was I thought it was cool. I thought the story that it told was really cool. The way like he had to fight Harpen, Harper and Rowan who aren't even there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they had masks on and like... The Rowan was pretty good but the Harper looked nothing like him. The Harper him. looked nothing like him. The Rowan was him because he had the jumpsuit on. Uh-huh. I mean, all that stuff he did when he was torturing him and then he had Sister Abigail and Alexa Bliss was Sister Abigail and like... I mean, it was just cool. All that stuff I did. And I loved the ending. I loved how like... Bray, like, you got from it that Bray really, all he wants is the Wyatt family back. Mm-hmm. He wants his family back. He doesn't want to be a monster. He doesn't want to be the fiend. He wants Braun to, like, help him and bring him back and be who he, he loves that version of himself. Like, uh, you know, being the Eater of Worlds, that version. And at the end, Braun just kind of killed him, drowned him, and then out came the fiend. I thought that was great. With the boiling red water and all the other shit they did, I thought it was great. Did you happen to see it? The whole little lower thirds trick that they like to do every once in a while. The what? With the lower thirds trick, where they put the uh, the copyright information in the corner in the lower third. Yeah, like it's over. Yeah, and then something else happened. I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah. Did you see it yet, Ken? No, I haven't got a chance to find it online yet. So okay. I, I haven't got a chance to watch it. It was good. I mean, I liked it. I mean, you know, it wasn't I th- very long either. No, it wasn't that bad. And uh, you'll probably get the Fiend versus Strowman at SummerSlam now. And um, it was well done. Why did a good job. It was glad he I, got... I'm, I'm excited to see a Fiend versus, you know, Brock Strowman match for something that's actually been, like, some build-up. Some yeah, it actually has story and content to it, you know. Something you don't rarely see. All right, so let's go to uh, Monday night then. Monday night then, um, uh, the... Touched a little bit on the Seth Rollins stuff, you know, with Ray, what he did. And, of course, WWE, so stupid. Like, the next night on Raw, they kick off Raw with going, Mysterio's fine, a doctor was able to reattach his eye, his eye's okay. Why do you need to tell us that? Yeah, just let, it, let people think he got his eye ripped Let out. people think that yeah. his eye was ripped out and he can come back with an eye patch and, like, do something cool. Like, why do you have to come on TV the next day and, like, completely take all that build-up and set-up and be like, oh, it's fine. It was reattached. He's good to go. Like, would you even have the fucking match for then? Exactly. It's so much like, what's the, the what was the consequences for a fucking match where you got your eyeball taken? Absolutely nothing was the consequence. Nothing. Because they had a doctor on standby that could just reattach it. It's like a Marvel Comics event. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It was so bad. And it really, really, really ruined what what has been a good feud between Mysterio and Rollins. And it has been well done and done good. And it, like, made it stupid. You know? So, I don't know. That's so dumb. That's so annoying. Yep. It's more just—it's more fifty-fifty. Like, eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. It's over. Hey, Ken. Next week, me and you are gonna have a an an arm for an arm match, and then I lose my arm, and then the next night they'll go. Don got it back. He's fine. Oh, okay. I was worried about him. God forbid we continue a story. <laughs> like, it's a, so it doesn't even last twenty-four hours. A man losing, like, getting yeah. his eyeball taken out, like, doesn't even last twenty-four hours. Yeah. yeah. Because instead of doing something like, we don't know what happened to Ray, like, he left the hospital, we don't know where he is, no one's heard from him, we don't know what's going on with him, you could keep that mystique alive about it, then show up and and have a patch on and never show it, and like, 
you know, I think he completely lost his eye. He doesn't have an eye. He's a one-eyed guy now, you know, like. Yeah. Especially with, like, Ray Mysterio being the one. Like, he could make a mask with one eye closed. He's been wearing one that has one eye closed. (laughs) (laughs) He's had one that has one eye on it, and then, like, he revealed at the pay-per-view that his eye was healed, and he took the patch off. Like, You've already had it on uniform where he's one eye. They even had his logo with one eye. And then you just throw it all away. So what happened is some advertiser complained about it. Yep. Probably. Yep. That's exactly what happened. So again, don't even bother doing that fucking match if you're not going to follow through with it because you're afraid of advertisers. So I think thing. it's to the point where WWE got too big now that they can't even be entertaining. Yeah, they have a hard time with it. Yeah. It happens. Because they have to appease too many people globally, not just here. Yeah. Yeah, the entire world. Yep. Um, so next thing that happened, which I liked, was uh, Shelton Benjamin knocked out R-Truth, took the oh, 24-7 championship, and then joined Lashley and MVP. I like Shelton Bedroom doing this. I like him being a part of a group. Um, What's I like group name? Uh, the Hurt Business. Yep. I like MVP. MVP has been one of the best things of the pandemic wrestling era on Monday Night Raw, <laughs> which I never thought that was going to be the case after his Rumble debut. I thought, like, oh, MVP will be one and done. MVP has been a huge bright spot for Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. I like stables. If they're putting the stables together, that's great. Yeah. Was um, was was Farouk? Is Ron Simmons on this week's episode? Yeah, he was there. He was like talking to them in the background, which was cool. You didn't know what he said. He was just there meeting with them. I hope they get Cedric Alexander or uh, you know one of the or Ricochet. Ricochet Hill turn would be good and join. I'd like them both to join them. Yeah. Yep. Get some numbers in that group. Yeah, I think it's good. We need a tag team. Yeah. Tag team to get the belt through the street. Uh oh, we lost him again. <laughs> Did he go away? Yeah, if they have five guys on the team. Yeah, why not? Tag team, 24-7. Yeah. Throw a girl on there. Yeah. Turn on Mustafa Ali and, like, join mm-hmm. them. That would be great. Um, Street Profits, speaking of them... They had a tag match. They absolutely destroyed Garzana Andrade. I, I mean, I thought they that's the best I think the Street Profits have looked in a long time. I don't know what they're doing with uh, those guys, Garzana and uh, Andrade. They're kind of like Randy Orton's lackeys now. Yeah. I don't know. They're having. A, they're doing something where they 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 feud. They don't get along. You know. I don't know. But you know, I like seeing the Street Profits win straight up. And show their dominance. I mean, that's what you need uh-huh. to do once in a while for a change. Instead of a DQ or a distraction, you know, like, yeah. yeah they're the tag team champions and they look good, you know. Here's Ken again. All right, let's merge you. All right, he's back, Brock. All right. Third time's a charm. Um, so, Ken, your, up, your update on the whole um, title thing. So... On the woman's title. So, Stephanie McMahon came on screen and basically said, uh, so, Bailey, you're not a referee. You're not allowed to do that. Um, 
but she said, Asuka, you didn't really win either because the match was like ended in a, a weird way. So next week on Raw is the Raw Women's Championship. Um, if there's any outside interference, Sasha loses. Um, any Bailey interference, Sasha loses. Uh, it's like, you know, any outside interference or any shenanigans or anything like that will cost Sasha her title. This is just the setup because Bailey's going to cost her the belt and Asuka will get it back. And uh, that's really all that's setting up. Is, this is building towards the Bailey versus Sasha breakup, is what I think. There's still tag champs, though. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's another thing on Raw. Like, Stephanie McMahon shows up, but it's like. Is she in charge? Like, where did she come from? Like, yeah. you know, they haven't been on TV in weeks. You don't know who the boss is at WWE. I mean, Simon Miller always jokes that it's this god in the sky or whatever, that wizard in the sky. But, like, you know, Stephanie just shows up and she's back in control again. It's like, you know, you need to have some kind of, like, centerpiece of power. Like, you have on NXT, you have William Regal. I don't know why they went away from the whole GM route. Because they were leaving the power to the fans, don't you remember that? Yeah, that, was, yeah. Yeah, that lasted. <laughs> um, and another goofy exchange is Dolph Ziggler came out and begged for a rematch, and Drew McIntyre said, all right, I'll give you one more. I get to pick the stipulation. This is probably going to be like Dolph Ziggler's career or something yeah, like this. Yeah, loser leaves town. Yeah, loser leaves town kind of thing. I, I don't know what's going on with him. It's kind of strange. Uh, then you had Randy Orton versus Big Show in that, in that unsanctioned match. I thought it was pretty good. For a Big Show match. Yeah, Randy Orton's at the top of his game right now. He is. I mean, he, he, he took out Big Show. I hope Randy Orton goes for that title next. I think he should fight Drew at SummerSlam and maybe even win, beat him. I feel bad for Drew because he didn't get a live audience, but you're not going to get a live crowd for a long time, so you got to move past it. Mm-hmm. And continue story. I would like to see Randy get it. In the, I mean, he's killing everybody. You know, it's just it, he's he's on point right now. Uh, what do you think, Ken? You agree? Yeah, I mean, I think Randy Orton's doing great right now. Um, I don't. Yeah, I mean, really, whatever. Who's the other heel on Raw that can? I mean, Dolph, everyone knows that Dolph Ziggler's not going to win any kind of match. Yeah, he ain't going to win anything. Yeah. <laughs> He's jobbed into the stars right now. That's yeah. all he's doing. And, uh, yeah. Bobby Lash is about the only other established heel on yeah, Raw. Yeah, or, or someone credible enough that you think could beat him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like wrestling anymore, especially for like title matches and, and everything, NXT, AEW, all that, most of the times the, ch the champions that they have, you, you can tell when they're going to win and when they're going to lose. Mm -hmm. yep. Like you just kind of know Like this isn't a loss Anymore There's not a lot of surprises No Like even Keith Lee winning a few weeks ago We knew that was going to happen uh, So speaking of Keith Lee At the beginning of NXT Did you watch NXT Brock? No you didn't you fell asleep No So Keith Lee came out in the beginning um, And it was good He decided to relinquish the The uh, North American Championship. His reason behind it, he said, uh, it was a belt that helped uh, him achieve where he's at now, and he feels there's too many talented guys on the roster for him to have it, so he relinquished it. They're going to have a, a big tournament for it um, every week for the next 
four weeks, they're having three-man triple threat matches, and the winner of all of them will all compete in a ladder match at the next TakeOver in August. Um, okay. So it was good. I like that Keith Lee got rid of it. I hate people having two belts. And the way he did it, I thought, was good. Makes him look like a classy champion, the way he explained mm. it, you know. So it was good. Um, the three-way match that we had was um, Johnny Gargano, Roddick Strong versus Bronson Reed. And Bronson Reed actually won. Wow. So I was actually really surprised by that. And he won, cool. and he won clean. Let's good. see. He's good. Well, we lost Ken again. <laughs> he said he's done. He's done. Um, so it was good. I was surprised that he won, um, but good for him. I mean, that was a, that was a shock because Gargano and Strong have already won that belt. They don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, next week's is um, Dexter Loomis, Finn Balor, and um, Timothy Thatcher. I bet Dexter Lewis wins that one. That's an interesting matchup right there. Mm-hmm. That's three really different styles of guys right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Thatcher had a match with Orny Larkin. It was really good. Uh, just kind of like a brawling uh, submission type match. I like Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, he's good. I think he's good. Uh, Dexter Lewis beat Killian Dane. Uh Loomis has been good too. They've all been doing really, really well. Um, the best matchup. Uh, who else was on here? You had uh the Robert Stone brand. Um, I think he's gonna have that uh, Mercedes Martinez as one of his people. Um, I a good one. She kind of joined with him and said, "Look, if you can handle all the stupid shit that I don't, I don't want to deal with, you can manage me." She said, "But if you open your mouth once ringside, I'm gonna kill you." And, and he was like, okay, I agree, and tried to shake her hand. She, like, smacked him and walked away. So that ought to be kind of entertaining. Uh-huh. Um, is Ken not coming back? I don't think so. <laughs> Let's see if we can get him back for AEW. Um, <laughs> and then the final match of the night was Dijakovic versus Karrion Cross, and it was really good. It was the best match Karrion Cross has had since he's been here. Um... That dude is amazing. That guy is a superstar in the WWE. You can just tell. I I, I don't I, think. I hope so. I, I mean, I don't see what would hold him back that McMahon wouldn't like. I mean, the guy has the size. He has the mm-hmm. look. Uh, he has the the mic skills uh, with Scarlett that you know McMahon likes. I mean, I I don't see what would hold him back unless he well, does something stupid. Well. <laughs> Don't, we, don't underestimate how, you know, how easily yeah, you never, he can ruin a top talent. I, I mean, you're right. You're right. He could. But, I mean, <laughs> the guy's just so good. You know? I mean, like, Dijakovic did well, but he, like, beat the shit out of him at the end. And then, like, Keith Lee came out and was going to, like, throw in the towel. And Dijakovic was like, no. And he was just choking him out and punching him real hard in the neck. And it was just good. It was brutal. It was good though. I feel bad for Dijakovic because he like can't get that win, but uh-huh. yeah, I don't know. Cross, right. Cross is good. Cross is very good. Um, so let's go into Dynamite here. Let's see. Um, uh, let's see if Ken wants to come back. <laughs> Poor Ken. 
Let's see. He's not responding, so he must be mad. I wonder where he's driving that he keeps li- <laughs> keeps going it off is. on him. Um, now, in the ratings war, um, unbelievable, AEW went all the way up to 845. Yeah, I saw that. And demolished NXT. Yet. NXT had 615. Lowest numbers yet for them since the pre-pandemic like numbers. Hmm. Really good. So I guess all that complaining about ratings that they do on their show helps. Because <laughs> they do all that complaining online, Tony Khan and Jericho and all that. It must yeah, help. Because yeah. it, pe- it got people to show up and start watching it again. They demolished <laughs> NXT. And NXT was good last night. So I don't know. Um, so Dynamite, you didn't get to see any of this, right? I saw the first like 45 minutes of it. What did you think about Eddie Kingston showing up? I think he got hurt. It looked like it, at least. Do you like Eddie Kingston? Are you a fan of his? Uh, I like his indie work. I don't know how well that'll work on, like, the main stage. Yeah. Because his whole shtick was he would, like, get involved with the crowd and stuff like that and just nonstop talking the whole time and things like that. Yeah. I just don't know how well that will work. Yeah. On mainstream television wrestling. Right. Um, and he's another guy that looks like he's never worked out in his life. Yeah, he yeah he, he doesn't have the best physique. Um, I thought he was really good on the mic. He is great. Um, I, I, I liked it. I I you know those those TNT Championship matches have been getting kind of stale. You know when they announce it each week. So I thought this was a good mix up. That like it was a yeah. surprise. Um, I, I think like, everyone was expecting a WWE guy because all their 90-day things were up. Right, right. They were thinking it was going to be Zack Ryder or somebody. That's who I think you might see next week is something like that. Because they said uh-huh. next week is another, like, a, a big indie star or something like that. So who knows. Um, but I, I liked it. I liked the promo. I liked that he chose a hardcore match and uh-huh. uh, really beat up on Cody. And then Cody, that anger is coming out of him. So it was all good. I thought they did a really good job with it. Um, I like when he called uh, Arn Anderson a former legend. Yeah. That was pretty good. And told him, you <laughs> shut up or I'm going to like poke your eyes out or something like that. That was pretty funny. Um, the next match was MJF beat up some Giff Garrison guy. It was pretty stupid. Really that guy was great. That was <laughs> so just, nervous the whole time he was talking. So nervous. And MJF with his undefeated streak. They need to do something with MJF here soon. Yeah. He really has no story and is going nowhere. Yeah, I think it's because they're afraid to put him in the title picture even though he's the number one contender. Yeah, because I, I, the only title picture people they have are WWE guys. <laughs> right. Or like, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't Brian know. Brian Cage. Brian I guess Cage. he's still the, the top guy for that, I don't know. Yeah. He got beat. I don't know. I think he should be done. It's not like he's the former champion. Yeah, well, they're kind of going with the Brian Cage thing. I don't know if you saw what happened with that, but uh, Brian Cage came out with Taz, and they. I mean, it was a long promo talking about like how Taz, he, he forget Taz got him to forgive him because he was worried about his health, and yeah, uh, you know I did all this. See that. And then um, Darby Allen came out again. Then Ricky Starks came out and attacked Darby Allen, and now Ricky Starks and Brian Cage are both with Taz. So now they're doing Moxley and, and Darby versus Starks and Cage. 
Mm-hmm. So not really the title, but just kind of like... And I don't know if you saw the spark, but Ricky Starks, like an idiot, almost killed Darby Allen last night. I saw when everybody shoved him into the ropes at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that looked bad. I thought he knocked him out. That was bad. That was either going to be like uh, like he, he snaps his neck or like or like a, an Enzo thing where like he almost paralyzed him. Uh-huh. I think he might have been knocked out when Cage powerbombed him and knocked him over. I tell you what, man, he hit him so hard from behind, and that neck just snapped off that top rope. Mm-hmm. So dangerous, so dangerous. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Um, the Butcher and the Blade had a match with the Young Bucks. It was just like a very spot fest craziness, you know. I saw the start of that, but I think that's where I fell asleep. Yeah, they were fighting everywhere and throwing each other through all kinds of crazy shit and you know i like that the butcher and the blade were just in the background at the place just working they were cutting <laughs> up meat like yeah, what, they, they just hang out at the jacksonville jaguar stadium cutting up meat <laughs> that's what they do you know <laughs> like all oh, they work there they're like oh the, the bucks interrupted them at their job what's their job they work for the jaguars <laughs> they make burgers they make burgers um I don't know who Diamante is, but she fought Evil Lease, and it was not too good. Diamante is Kira Hogan's wife. Kira Hogan. Who's Kira Hogan? A TNA woman's wrestler. Oh, okay. That's her. That's his. That's his wife. Her wife. Her wife. Yeah, it was just yeah. okay. Uh, Evil Lease. I expected a little. She bit. was in LAX with. Uh, oh, which version of LAX was it? So many. Oh, uh, yeah. It was not not Santana Ortiz. They were led by Eddie Kingston. Yeah, that uh, was um. Wasn't it Homicide and? Yeah, and uh, not not Half Show Chavo, but the other guy that came after him. I can't think of his name. Yeah. Yeah, she was with them for a little while. Okay. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't that good of a match. Um, next you had Adam Page fight Alan Angels, who's now called number five. He joined the Dark Order. <laughs> Alan Angels fought on, he was a scrub during those QT Marshall training things when they were there, one of those guys. Now he's, and when he came out, it said Alan Five Angels, and that's how JR announced him. He went, oh, Alan Five Angels. He's like, what does that mean? And they were like, no, his new name is Five. I was like, they need to fix that. But he's in the yeah. Dark Order. He fought Hangman. Hangman was hilarious. I love Hangman. I think Hangman's really good. Because um, he was just kind of laughing at him and beat the shit out of the guy. And then uh, Brody Lee came down to the ring and said, um, uh, you notice none of your friends come out. You know, we got the ring surrounded. And he was like, well, you should think about, you know, hanging out with us. And then he's like, no, I'm good. I don't want to. And he's like, all right, your funeral. Then he, like, walks away. And Colt Cabana's like a baby. He, he like, tells Colt Cabana, come with me, because he doesn't want him to see what they're going to do. Colt Cabana just, like, goes with him, like, oh, okay. Like, like <laughs> don't you know they're about to beat the shit out of Adam Page, and he doesn't even care? And, of course, he was rescued by FTR, uh-huh. uh, who made the save. And then Kenny came out later. I think they're really pushing this whole uh, Kenny Hill turn thing. Yeah, because he beat up Marco Stunt. Yeah, that was funny when he beat up Marco Stunt last week. <laughs> he just started punching him in the head, then the Bucks pulled him off, and then he's just laughing. 
He was like, what? What? So I think I think they made it seem like Hangman was going to turn bad. I think it's Kenny that's going to turn bad. Mm-hmm. I like Hangman with FTR, though. I think that's a good <laughs> beer-drinking guys. I think they should you know, do some kind of horseman thing with them. Yeah. Um, and then the last match was Jericho and Hager versus Jurassic Express. And um, it was okay. It was the return of Sammy Guevara. Oh, really? He's, he's back already? Yeah, they were fighting, and then, like, um, they were beating up. Uh, they were, they were like, losing to Jurassic Express. Like, shit was going on. And then, like, um, they, they Santana and Ortiz ran in. They had a disqualification. And then Sammy was dressed as that. Who's that mask wrestler they've been using on there? He's like a dragon, or he has like that weird black mask on. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name, though. He came in the ring and started beating them up on him, and I'm, I'm like, oh, that's totally Sammy. And they're like, what's this guy doing? Is he the new member of the Inner Circle? And he did like a, a splash on him, like a, a flip, and then he took his mask off, and it was Sammy. So what was he gone for, 30 days? I think he has gone for 60 days. Didn't seem like 60 days. It didn't to me. It didn't seem like 60 days to me at all. Maybe because the way he handled it. Yeah. So he was back. And that was it. They went off the air. They beat up the Jurassic Express. Now next week, it's the entire inner circle versus um, the best friends in Orange Cassidy and Jurassic Express. (laughs) Oh, boy. Is where they leave us. And uh, that was it. You know? Decent show. Not too bad. Um, yeah, I'll have to watch it. Yeah, there were some good spots. You know, I feel like AEW, like, um, I don't know, it has a different vibe to it. Like, s- some things have no direction. Other things have story, like, that they're building mm-hmm. on. Like, the FTR, the Bucks thing, they're all that. The Dark Order makes no sense to me. Yeah, what happened to Anna J? Oh, yeah, where'd she go? And, like, Brody Lee doesn't care. I don't know what he cares about. Like, he's only cared about Cold Cabana. Now he thought, well, Adam Page is good. I'll try to recruit him. Like, but just by walking out and going, hey, you want to join us? Well, of course he's going to say no. Like, he's a tag champion. He hasn't (laughs) lost in, like, a year. Why would he Uh need to join the Dark Order? (laughs) Like, he's a tag champion. His record is, like, 17-1. and It's like, well, I can see why you went after Colt because you're offering him something. But, like, I'm like, that's a stupid recruitment going after Hangman. You know, like, (laughs) you know, your whole thing is you go after people that, like, need it. Right. So that was odd. That was very odd. Um, Some things just don't have a lot of direction. And other things they focus a lot on, you know. Yeah, I think what what it is with them is they're doing slow builds, and we're not used to that. We're used to the WWE... Oh, there's a pay-per-view next week. Let's put this story together. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of deal. So what do you do with Moxley? How long is he your champion for? Because he's another one. Every time he has a title match, I know he's not losing. Yeah. Just never... I don't really, they don't have anyone ready to position to like take him on. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is if a mega turn heel. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a strange one with him. Um, the other one is Lance Archer. Lance Archer, they put a ton of stuff into him. He had a segment last night 
where some guy asked him, hey, Lance, you weren't on TV last night. Why? Or last week. So he just went into the locker room and beat the shit out of eight guys that were in there, eight little dudes. Threw one guy through the ceiling. <laughs> and that was it. But it's like, what do you do with him? Like, your advisor is Jake the Snake. He's not helping you at all. You don't have any. What <laughs> you don't have any other championships. You don't have anything like you're going after. Like I don't know. Like instead of attacking jobbers in the hallway, go attack Moxley. Yeah. I don't know. Lance Archer's another strange one. I feel like they don't know what to do with him and Brody Lee. They have these big guys finally, and they don't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. They brought him in at the same time too. Yeah. And they're very confused. But, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens next week. Some good matches set up for next week uh, on both shows. So we'll stay tuned to that, see how that goes. And uh, that's it. That's a wrap. Uh, Anything else? I think we covered it all. Okay. Haven't heard any news and rumors. Yeah, nothing major else going on. Um, see tomorrow night fallout from the Swamp match, how that goes on SmackDown. <laughs> see what's new with That'd that. Interesting. And there you go. All right. Well, everybody take care. Have a good be night. Be safe. Wear your mask. Be responsible. And we will talk to you later on. Later. <laughs>